that brings me uh, very quickly to something that I like to share every event uh, that I go with. Uh, I like to share a couple of ideas that you can go back and implement next Monday. So it's not a far-fetched playbook. It's not a theoretical, uh, you know, theoretical items that you can just think about but not really work on. So in practice, what can you really do? Number one, post memorable events. Now, in my very strong opinion, I think events are the final frontier of marketing that are still completely untouched by AI. In today's world, I can't trust content. I can't trust video. Uh, to a huge extent, most forms of content marketing uh, are, you know, extended to the to the worst possible extent. And AI and chat GPT is really taking over in a big way from marketers today. Events are the final frontier where it's still super creative for you to execute on. And events create the best memorable experiences. And if you have the right memorable experiences, you can ensure that your attendees, your community members, your audience remembers the experience that you delivered to them and by default remembers the brand that you're trying to build with them. So I think the number one takeaway for everyone who's trying to build a phenomenal memorable brand here is to go back and think about the next event that they can host. And in today's world, events are not big budget, long duration, long turnaround time kind of affairs. The super simple to execute, uh, and it's just about the right kind of creativity that goes into it. Second, look within your own organization, look within your customer base, look within your community, and think about the three LinkedIn creators that you can create from within. You want people to be empowered with the right kind of story and the right kind of message, and for them to go out and take it in their own way. The more people resonate with your story, the more people connect with your story, the better your brand connects over time. It can't just be your official LinkedIn profile. It has to be a combination of your community, your customers, your employees, all of them together. And third, which is a great learning that I've had from HubSpot over the years, is HubSpot used to have this concept of own the internet for a day. Every year, they would think about one interesting campaign that would go all out. It will blow the world out. It will create waves after waves. And I don't want to use the word viral over here, but it would essentially go viral. Uh, own the internet for a day is just one way to think about how do I break this paradigm of running after processes and campaigns and programs and things is just, you know, that give 10% improvement month over month or quarter on quarter. And how can I really move out of the box and make one execution layer that just owns the internet for a day? So even if you do this once a year, it creates enough of a ripple for you to get massive awareness. And what happens when you do all these things? How do you really go out and measure what brand impact looks like? Because you're going to get, get that question from your CFO, from your CEO, maybe even your CMO. How do I really measure my, my brand impact and all the investments I make towards my brand? So number one is that your brand search traffic starts going up, right? The number of people who search for your company's name on Google starts going up. Write that number very carefully because that's the most direct indicator of whether your brand recall is improving or not. You'll start seeing your blended CACs drop. And that's a phenomenal way to think about brand approach. Uh, in my opinion and my practice, almost every time, 20% of our marketing program spend is allocated towards brand campaigns. And what we've seen is that running brand campaigns for upwards of three to six months results in overall CAC dropping down for all the other growth campaigns as well. So that's a great correlation you can build that the more investments you make towards your brand campaigns, the better your CAC uh, and CAC payback period uh, looks like. Third and the most important indicator that your brand is significantly strong now is that your funnel conversions become smoother. So your conversion from MQL to SQL to SAO to opportunity to deal and to closed one, all of that becomes a lot smoother. Your conversion rates start going up. And you might be thinking, hey, maybe it's because of 10 other things that we executed across sales enablement, product marketing, content marketing. 
But end of the day, it's because your brand recall is so strong that all your prospects want to move further down the funnel. So if these three things are happening over time and brand search traffic and CAC, blended CAC reduction and funnel conversions becoming smoother, then you have a very clear indicator that your brand efforts are giving you the right kind of results. So measured in this way so that you can showcase the investments in brand back to key business metrics and not really talk about, hey, we, we uh, revamped our merchandise, uh, we did a rework, a rework on our website, uh, and hopefully it takes and you know uh, running brand surveys where hopefully you're checking in with people on how much their brand recall looks like. So these are my three takeaways in terms of stuff that you can experiment with the next week itself, uh, and three ways for you to measure what brand uh, impact looks like. And I think we're right out of time, so we can move to uh, Q&A right after this. Uh, just a very quick takeaway here in one uh, key phrase, if you were to take it back from this session. Brand is the personality of your founders and the DNA of your company in action. So don't look outwards to create your brand story and your brand messaging. Always look inwards. Think about what's unique to us. What's the rationale for us to start this company in the very first place? Uh, what do we believe in that is significantly interesting and different from what our competitors would believe in, right? Uh, and I always go back to a couple of interesting examples. Um, one from Mad Men, if you've seen it, you'll see how Don Draper uh, launched a campaign for a tobacco company where the tagline was, it's toasted, which is true for everyone else, but that toasted is a perspective that's different from everyone else. Similarly, Dove did a campaign a few years back where Dove launched a soap. It was a premium soap. Uh, with the tagline, it's not a soap. So by calling it as not a soap, they're essentially positioning it as a premium soap in your head, right? So brand essentially is the personality of your founders and the DNA of your company. And again, like I said, this hyper focuses on early to mid-stage B2B SaaS companies. That's about it from my side. Questions? I'd love to hear any feedback, any questions. Kind of hey, Thank guys. you so much. That was, uh, that was awesome. Um, super enlightening. Uh, I guess my quick question, we've had a bunch of other speakers um, talk about content. We've gotten pretty technical in terms of like SEO and some things like that. How does how does this brand promise, this brand story, tie into content creation and 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 how you tell that story? Brand, in my opinion, is the only defensible mode in today's world. Everything else is a process-driven playbook that can be very easily replicated, can be very easily scaled up and scaled down. It doesn't really create a differentiating aspect for you. It doesn't create recall for you. You could have the best content in the world. And that drives amazing SEO growth and traffic towards your website, but it could die out in India because it's dependent on algorithms. It's dependent on a third-party search engine for it to continue driving traffic your way. Uh, brand is the last defensible mode that you can build. It's also the most difficult thing to work on because it's opaque. It's a black box. You have to continue investing in it. And unless you see the right kind of traction, which I mentioned earlier, you would never know whether it's working or not, right? So I feel over time, marketing has become more of a methodical and scientific approach and less of an artistic or creative approach. Uh, and that's where we try to default towards marketing sources, channels, or strategies, which we can invest very defined in a very defined way in, right? So we have to always ask this question to ourselves. If I put a dollar in, how many dollars am I getting back and at what point? And if that's the question trying to address, uh, you'll always be stuck in the same loop of doing what everyone else is doing. So if to step out of the box, create a niche for yourself, uh, stand out and build for the long term, Nothing beats a uh, brand as a strategy there. Cool. I think we have time for one more quick question. Um, I'm a big 
I'm a big fan of brand. I definitely skew on the science side. Um, but I think good marketing is, you know, the yin and yang of, of science and art. Um, but when you're dealing with other leaders in the business, typically brand is where you get a lot of pushback, right? Hard to measure ROI. Even one of the tactics you mentioned, events, which are definitely a good way to extend your brand, those are very hard to measure. They typically have a very long tail. So how do you make how do you make the argument to these like very numbers driven, you know, ROI driven people that the investment here is going to make a difference? Yeah, I think number one, it starts with conviction. Are you convinced that this is what you can do and you want to implement on? Because you're really sticking your neck out for this one, right? Uh, everything else is an experiment that can be quickly executed, tested, and if it fails, it fails. But brand is not just an experiment, it's a long-term investment. It's the biggest investment you could be making. So the number one question is, are you convinced you really want to do this? And if you really want to do this, then I mentioned earlier as well, to create a business case that connects back to three performance layers. Number one, growth in search traffic, which is directly measurable in terms of dollar value. So how much are you spending on performance marketing today? If I could replace it with equal number of searches or click traffic from brand search, then I save a bunch of money for the company. That's number one business goal criteria. Number two, what if I bring down CAC by 30%, 15%, 25% over a six and 12 month period? That's money saved by the company. And number three, what if our conversion rates go up? Then by default, the company makes more money without making more investments. If those three criteria are relevant for my business organization, for my CRO, for my CFO, for my CMO, uh, then that's a business case I would use to create uh, investment opportunities in the brand. Amazing. Thank you, Nishal. Um, if folks want to continue the conversation, if they want to you know, jam out on brand and how to build powerful brands, uh, how do they get in touch? Oh, I'm always there on LinkedIn. So they can always reach out to me, uh, drop me a message. Uh, I'd be more than happy to talk about this uh, regularly. Yeah. I do this a lot. Awesome.